Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Wow. Wow, am I jazzed up and ready to go. I got, oh. There's so much on my plate right jazzed now, Paul. I'm jazzed. I'm Utah jazzed right now. <laughs> what do you got on your plate, bro? Well, so much went down this weekend. It was hard to digest. It was my birthday weekend. What'd you do? I went out to Del Lago with the fabulous Throbbing Robin Baldwin, my wife. He's still technically there, I believe. He's just... I, I, I didn't. I came back to do Bridge Street this morning. I did Bridge Street. I have a film, The Wisdom to Know the Difference, that will air at the Red House at 745 on Saturday as a, a gift to the festival. Uh you know, the, the Syracuse International Film Festival is really rapidly growing, and Jeremy Garlick and his production company are making films here, and uh, I'm going to launch in the next 90 days multiple TV series, two of them, that will shoot here in Syracuse, New York. One of them right here in the studio. Yeah. So, um, better shed lot, some pounds. A lot going on. <sighs> You want to get into that no, now? No, keep going. You want to start going. that now? No, keep going on. We your... did that on your show. I know. The Mole Chronicles? The Mole Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the only time I've ever worked in any entity where one of my partners on the show, my, my boss, the producer, mm. comes in and goes, you know what, man? I'm just going to turn on you today. <laughs> he, he goes, I'm just going to turn on you. He, he all goes, over the Levitar goes, Yeah, he goes, I'm going to go mole on you. I'm going to turn on you. I'm going to, I'm like, I'm like why? Mm. So I'm starting to get like, get your give him Alec. Let's go. It's it, it you know. Listen, but you, if your sister wins, she should stand. It, I well, agree. Now, you, uh, okay. So if bet, listen, the rules of engagement were if, if for me, if they wanted to protest, they should have just said Beth's not coming on. Get Alec, or you're done. And so instead, they accepted Beth. Now we're going into Colin Coward went th- uh, three and one. Out of the five games, and I went two and two. But we have the opposite ends of Monday Night Football. So if we win Monday Night Football, the Saints minus six points tonight, we tie him three and two, three and two, which a tie, it, it moves on to the next week. So for them to turn around and propose now after we've already made the picks, and by the way, the Saints game was a quatrain. It was the great Nostradamus in the bowl uh, telling you the vision that he had. Drew Brees has multiple records that he could set. Um, touchdowns and all-time yardage. Uh, he needs to throw four touchdowns and throw for 201 yards to get either of those two records or both. I believe he'll get both. You were in a bad place at halftime yesterday. I thought you were going to lose what I wrote? All, Yeah, I thought you see were going to lose every I quatrained game. you. <laughs> Beware the second half, baby, and I came back and yeah, stole two. You had an amazing second half, and I don't Shoo. know how. You were in a bad spot. The Steelers were killing, which you didn't end up winning. Who else you have the... Uh, the Giants were down Gi- by two touchdowns. The I Giants think. roared back, baby. Uh, the, the Giants roared back, and the Bengals were down like twenty to nothing. Yeah. And they and they came back and scored thirty five <laughs> points or something on the answer. And I was like, woohoo! Yeah, I had uh, tweeted at you the, the picture of the Titanic sinking. He did. You were doing so he bad. sends me <laughs> a picture of the lights flashing the Titanic going under. 
This is my teammate. What is wrong with you people? But you so, can have fun when you're... So Levitard has come in, and he has uh, chimed in that, you know, it doesn't really matter what Beth does. You know, we're not bringing her back. I'm, and I'm thinking, how is that possible that you have us on the show? So we are in a full-blown Twitter war where I quatrained him this morning. Oh, boy. Where I quatrained him this morning. off guard here. I know. You know what? Do you believe? Quatrains from the Great One. What is this? It's time for Nostra Daniel. Dan is bitter. He's having a fit. Ratings are up. The Baldwin's a hit. Beth's on a roll. No, she won't quit. The Levitard Show is finally legit. The Great One has spoken. But so, he's demanding Alec or nothing this week, right? Well, I, I mean, he, he, he agreed that Beth was going to go on. Beth went on. Beth has made her picks. Uh, you know, we obviously we're going to say, no, we're not bringing Alec on. Mm-hmm. If Beth wins, mm-hmm. you know, she's going to have to tolerate another week. Now, now the, the justice that will be served, what's great about this is, you know, I, I said, look at what this has done for ratings in this quatrain and blah, blah. And of course, people are writing back, whose ratings? You know, blah, blah, blah. not our ratings. Well, of course, this has, if you watch the, and I'll show you on the break, the video of them listening to us yeah. do the quatrain, they are so giddy and having fun with uh-huh. it. And people are responding and tweeting all over the Twitterverse about, you know, even the controversy of having it back on has created a thousand people in a conversation now that are writing back, you guys suck, you guys are this, you know, and then other people going, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I was telling Paulie on Friday that the reaction is one out of ten is negative. The rest love it. But but even, but even just, again, what it's about in, in, in today's media format is a reaction. So to get any kind of, even if they hate it, you yeah. know, if you got... Eight out of ten said, get them off, kill them, boo. They're taking the time to tweet that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're taking the time to interact with us about it. So I think it's great. Now, you ask me about things that went on this weekend. I have to tell you, I... I just don't understand the Syracuse game. Now, you were there. I thought about going. It was my birthday weekend. I wanted to have some quiet time with my wife. So I opted not to go. Um, But when that result came in, you saw my my exclamation points and uh, that I texted you privately. What the hell? Uh, now you're going to give me your take on this with this play by play guy. Who's... Well, well, no, I, I I don't know what they can do. The the they've got to find a way to stop the run, and it's not like they're out of position when they're. Well, you say they've got to stop. They got to find a way to stop the run. So there are packages that you put in um and and if you're going to get run over and i mean you know two three hundred yards in a game you have to design your defense around that weakest point that they're going to try to exploit now syracuse has played better than anyone thought they were going to play and certainly was right in the game against clemson you come back after almost for the second year knocking off the number two or three team in the country on the road and you come back and lose a game to Pitt? So it was very interesting. As I, This troubled me the entire weekend thinking about it because I've had this initially realistic to negative attitude towards where I thought they were going to be this year. Then they shocked me and go 4-0. They, I ride, drive down to Clemson because I smelt an upset. And then they blow this. And Troy Aikman was talking in the booth 
uh, on Sunday while he was calling one of the games, and he said, you know, there's a there's levels of play and hurdles that a team has to get through. And he was speaking, I think, in reference to the Green Bay Packers losing in Detroit. And he said, when you're a team that goes on the road and plays somebody who you're obviously better than, a team that you're going to beat eight, nine times out of ten, you have to put that game away. You have to have that mentality that, you know, you get up 21 and you pound them down to 35-7 or whatever. And, and, and clearly... Syracuse is not does not have that dagger yet. You know they don't they just don't know how to do it. But more importantly, we've said since last since the beginning of this year, I said it's not the offense that I'm worried about. It's a team that gives up sixty something points to Wake Forest and fifty something points to Boston College that I'm very concerned about. So again, now we go to Pitt. Now you start looking at the record, going, well, hey, are we the team that was four zero? and then played well against Clemson and was in the game? Or are we the team against Pitt and you're counting where do we get win five and six? So as I look at the board, I think, well, we should beat North Carolina. But as surely as I thought they would beat North Carolina, I thought they were going to win this game. I mean, I really thought they were going to win this one by 14 or more points. And they lose and give up 100 and something yards to one running back and 200 to another. Yeah, they give 192 and 107. Well, put them together. Yeah, that's a lot of... That's 299. So, <laughs> you know, and that's the two two backs. So, um, I, I don't know what the quarterback rushed for, but I guarantee he rushed for more than a yard. So, you know, now we're at 300. Uh, yeah, you just, you can't win. If a team knows it doesn't have to put the ball in the air in order to get third, you know, you're not putting them in third and long situations or something to balance... Um, you, you know, the running attack out. Usually you're running the ball to set up with play action the pass and keep the linemen and the linebackers honest, keep the corners up tight so they can they can have to check down and, and attack the running game. And that opens up bringing them closer to the line of scrimmage. It opens up the aerial game. Well, with that said, if you look right at the team and say, we're going to run it right down your throat nine out of ten times and you can't stop us, that's a big problem. That's a really big problem. And I'm just not sure... I hear your explanation that you know people that are probably more learned than I am are analyzing, saying, "Well, the schemes are the right schemes, but the then, then what you're saying is the Syracuse sucks against the run and nothing's going to change." No, I think uh, I don't know what they're going to do. It's a matter of making tackles. It's they got a bye week to think about yeah. it and work on it. Well, it sounds to me like when you when you when you look now, there's there's such a thing, and and one of the solutions to this for me in my experience playing football was having a monster back and a monster back is a linebacker who just shadows the running back because you're you know, against Clemson. It was one guy that had 197 yards in this game. It was the running back. So you take a guy off and just put him on the back in the backfield and force them to have to throw the ball more because we're, we're a lot better against the, the pass than we are against the run. So, and we actually this year have started to get more pressure on the quarterback and some productivity from our linemen and blitz packages that are putting pressure and hurrying passes and getting sacks. So, but if they're just going to be able to look right at you, you know, it's kind of like the old Goose Gossage days when he pitched for the Yankees as a reliever. He looked right at the batter and said, here it comes, 95 miles an hour. If you can hit it, hit it. You know, he didn't try to, to you knew it was the heater and he just had to catch up to it and, and smack it. Same here. If they're just going to look at us and run the ball right down our throat, 
So they've got a bye week this week. They have some time to think about this and plan for the next game. Who do they have next? Uh, UNC. So, uh, which is a an absolute must win for this program. Oh, we're doing drop. We're dropping must wins already. On yes, this? absolutely. No, I oh, agree. hundred percent. Sure. For sure. For sure, they have to win this game. This is the weakest game they have left. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, was UNC got one win? What do they have? Two. I mean, they're they're terrible. They're terrible. And NC they State. Beat Pitt. They beat Pitt. Yeah. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Oh my God! Can you imagine if we go? I believe they did. Four and zero, and and we just. UNC is 2-0. and oh. No, they're not. No, they're oh, not. that's sorry. I read the wrong one. What's the matter with you? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. All right. Let's go to break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about it. One and one. They're oh. one and, yeah, that's one and one in the ACC, maybe. Overall, one and three. Yeah. yeah there one and go. three. Who do they beat? They beat Pitt. They beat Pitt. 38-35. And, we're, and, and are we playing down there or here? Here. Oh, my God. we got to win this game. I, t- I call it a must win. I, I agree. I agree. Four three seven seven six four four. If you'd like to chime in, talk about Syracuse football. Yeah. Uh, Daniel on the Lebetard show. Play so what with us? Whatever. Th- this morning on Bridge Street. Yeah. I- I'm on TV on the radio at the same time. Do I get to be on the red carpet? At, at the Syracuse. Uh, can I be your plus one to the film festival? I I got you covered. You so come in to watch talk? this movie. I- I'm going to tell you this, and I say this to anybody who's seen this film. I couldn't get this film made. I could not get it made because of the dark nature of the story about a, a, a guy who kidnapped people and forced them to get sober and detox them off of heroin. Um, it's a true story uh, based on a guy's life that I knew very well that helped me get sober. Um, but I will tell you now, I originally budgeted this film at about a million two to a million five, depending upon what names we got involved to work a day or two on the film to spot it with some some flavor of names to try to sell the film. Then I was down to 600,000. Then I rebudgeted at 200,000. I shot this film for $60,000. 60 grand I shot this film. It has been in 12 film festivals and won best picture 12 times. Again, Whoa. against really big movies, you know, where, where I went into, you know, San Antonio, I went into the Manhattan Film Festival, I won Fort Lauderdale. I mean, you know, some some pretty big. Is this when you brought up to Toronto? No, this mm-hmm. is a this is a, this film I wrote, I directed, I acted in, and I produced. So uh, it was a, just a little movie that no one wanted to do, and it cleaned up. Sounds like the Dexter of sobriety, like the guy just. You know the well. I'll put it this way: of all the different things that I could be proud of about this film, and we'll go to break after this. Um, I will say that uh, because I made this movie, the Sober Recovery Center in San Antonio, Texas, was was built as a result of making this film, where we have probably had a hand in saving the lives of thousands of of men and women and getting them sober who are in a really bad, bad, bad way. Um, uh, but the greatest thing about, uh, beside that fact, was the New York Times, when they reviewed it at the Manhattan Film Festival, said, it is the greatest movie about recovery ever made. So to have make a little movie that you wrote, get that kind of review from the New York Times, it, you know, that's a feather in my cap that uh, I proudly wear. So I'm very honored to have had them said that. We'll be back with more after this. I'm so excited. It's time for... I, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't... Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio! You understand the me? The Daniel Baldwin Show. 
Hey now! <laughs> this show is sponsored by... Are you going into it? So what, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I, wild, sponsored by Wildcat and Camillus. Wow. All the TVs to watch all the games in Camillus. I don't know where the sheet went. You can't leave anything in this you studio. You can't leave anything in this stupid wow. studio. You can't leave. For the idiots to come through here on the weekend. Let me just tell you something. Yeah. Okay? Because I have personal experience. So when Wildcats came in and they said they were sponsoring the show, I wanted to talk to them and I wanted to get, I like to, with people who sponsor our show, Baldensville Gentle Dentistry, um... You know, and so, and so many others. Cams, which again we went to Cams. We went down there. We Love had Tony it. come in, but Wildcats they hit it on the head about something. It's an experience that you can have with your family. You know, it's not at first, honestly, Wildcats with the name, and then I turned around and I thought, okay, it's a sports bar. But but you know what? Think about how many places you can go get good food. The kids are safe. They can they can run around and play games and do stuff, shoot hoops, play video games. And the games are on, and you're having a decent meal with your family, and they're safe. You don't get that usually. You have to go to one or the other. You go into a place that doesn't have the games that you're going to feed your kids. Monitors everywhere that you can watch all kinds of, of stuff going on in sports. And the fact that it's a family place. I went to Wildcats with the kids my and my wife. We were there for hours. We were there for hours. Totally, he totally hit the mark for what it is he was looking for. Go to Wildcats with the family and check the game out. It's over in Camillus. We love them. All right. Uh, Gump will begin drawing tonight's matchup. Saints-Redskins, Monday Night Football. Saints logo right here. Dun, 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 dun. There's your Saints logo. Redskins logo oh, right God. there. Oh, God. This is going to violate something. Can't we get an old school, harder <laughs> Saints logo? Because he's done this already. So we got to pull up. we got to no, change. Logo, yeah. we get, you know what? You're about to do a harder one. Right. I'm just afraid of the... Complaints we'll get from the Native American community following this Redskins drawing. Uh, let's do the state of Louisiana <laughs> yeah. with the Saints logo in it. You can see it. You can do it. There, right there. That one, right there. There it is. And then do the Redskins. And there you go. All right. So what? Let's go. Daniel, here we go. Abib Nurmagomedov. Yep. Nur, no, Abib Nurmagomedov. Sure. Defeated Conor McGregor at UFC 229 down in Las Vegas. He remains undefeated, but a brawl broke out following the match that is getting more attention than the match itself, where he jumped into the crowd to fight what were some of Conor's trainers and associates. Um, it's not a so what. I think, honestly, in the long run, you know, some of these, you know, pro wrestling did stuff like this and. A lot of it, of course, we suspected was set up and it wasn't real and whatever. But this was um, dangerous, what happened here. Uh, so as this sport has grown, and I think probably is close to hitting its ceiling, um, this is a black mark uh, on the show, on the entire sport. I think that you're going to see uh, the purse was withheld and he's not going to get paid. I think you're going to see multiple lawsuits. And what it does is... It leaves the fan that's in the crowd that had nothing to do and didn't throw a punch who you're going to find those lawsuits are coming. Um, and it's going to hurt the sport. It's going to really hurt the sport. So I don't think it's a so what. I think this is a, a black eye, no pun intended, on the entire sport. Uh, and and, and it, it continues, even though it didn't seem like it was his fault, to put controversy and problems around McGregor. It seems like every time this guy shows up somewhere, there's a problem. I didn't watch it. 
I've never watched a UFC fight. It was a good one. It, it, so what? The whole card was good. I enjoyed it. And uh, you watched it? Yeah. You? How much did it cost? I had a way to do it. <laughs> you bootlegged it. I bootlegged it, bro. How'd you bootleg the fight? There's ways, bro. On, People are always streaming. I'm not going to say on the Come air. On. Wow. Admit, there's millions of links. We already said links. you did it, so what does Admit it matter? Admit your crimes. There's links? You mean? There's just links, yeah. So you can give us links that get us in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How come we're not over Josh's house just yeah, watching Yeah, where was the invite, you jerk? I was in bed watching it, and you, you were in Pittsburgh, and you were up with Throbbing Robin at that long. Throbbing Robin and I with you and the missus. Oh. Cameras on and screens playing. Watching you never know what's going to happen over there. Yeah. Brawling and balling, putting each other in <laughs> full Nelsons. Yeah, <laughs> slippery and all lubed up. Oh, I'm gonna calm vomit. down, calm down, Neil. We know you know. Oh yeah, I just wanted to invite Odell. Ronald Acuna Jr. became the youngest major league baseball player to hit a grand slam in the postseason. Why don't you pick stories with names you can pronounce? Ronald Acuna Jr. I like that you just pick the hardest names. Go ahead. Oh, well, that's what's happening. Uh, he is the first person to hit. He's the next youngest... Okay, how do I even say this? The last person to do this was a 21-year-old Mickey Mantle. When asked about Mickey Mantle, Acuna said, I wasn't even born then. He doesn't know who Mickey Mantle is. What? He didn't know who Mickey Mantle was? No. Wow. Mickey Mantle was 21 when he had a Grand Slam in the 1953 World Series. Acuna is now... He's 20, so he is now the youngest. When they asked him about it, he said that was before he was born. You got to know who Mickey Mantle is if you play a sport, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if you play baseball and you've never heard of Mickey Mantle, where is he how, from? How is that possible? Is he? Oh, no, that's from why, Venezuela. That's why. That's why. That's why. Okay. That he's gives just, him an excuse. Yeah, he's just looking well, for toilet no paper the food. Well, yeah, no, no, I, uh, um, yeah, I, I let him off the hook because he's from Venezuela. Baseball would have been very, very good to me. Yeah, no, he's he's off the hook for me. I let him go. And, and actually now, because he's from Venezuela, so what? Anyway. Mason Crosby, that's a name I can pronounce. Oh, my God, I know what you're going to say. Of the Green Bay Packers, oh. missed three field goals, another field goal, and an extra point for a total of 13 missed he points. He missed on. five kicks. Yeah. And one of them, he missed three field goals and another field yeah, goal. Yeah, what, okay, what kind of weird reading was it? What, he yeah. missed three. So the, and, there was three field goals by the first half. Oh, okay. He changes his cleats because he thinks he's got like all oh, these cleats. I got to change these cleats. Comes out, misses another field goal and the extra point. You know, none of them were like shanked or you know really bad. I mean, he he did, he, but he he just couldn't. You know, he pushed one right, and I'm making this up, but but you'll get the gist of it. He pushes one right. Then he turns around and he hooks it a little bit and just misses it. Then he pushes it back. I mean, he just tried to adjust each time, and the poor guy has been in the league for. Forever and pretty accurate kicker, and, and you know they brought him on there first. But you add if he had hit two of the field goals in the extra point, they they tie the game. Yeah, I mean, what, what did they lose by? Uh, so, the final score was thirty-one twenty-three. So they would have won had they right, right. So he missed five kicks. That was terrible. Poor poor guy. It's the most missed kicks in a game since nineteen ninety-seven. Since Mickey Mantle did. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers head coach is, to say his words, pissed off at the NFL. Now, he had no problem with the two face mask calls against his team, but he said some of these other things are a joke. We've got to be better as a National Football League. These penalties are costing people games and jobs. 
We've got to get them correct, and I'm so pissed about it, to be quite honest with you, but that's all I'm going to say. They were penalized seven times for a total of 58 yards, while the Falcons were also flagged seven times for 78 yards. You know, I I think that doesn't anger me as much as some... I mean, the Giant game, that was so one-sided, the calling. I mean, every time the Giants did something good... There was a call against the Giants. To I it back. totally agree. I agree. The refs screwed us. They did. You he, leave Odell alone. I love Eli. <laughs> um, so, so uh, at some point, I think we have to realize. Uh, could you imagine? These are the modern day gladiators of our time. The NFL is pretty close to that in some of the some of the fighting sports. But these are the modern day. They've got the suits of armor on. They're they're out there. What are you stopping? He just cheated. He looked at his phone. He took his phone out of his pocket and looked. And looked at the at the. Controversial. Do you realize you're on camera too, you dummy? Oh, busted! Did you did you cheat? I looked. Yeah. Why? Wanted to make sure I did something. What right. did you cheat? <laughs> That's wanted to make not sure the I point. That's I just not wanted to do one That's thing part right. of the whole contest. I had an SAT once. I Honestly, cheat. I cheated. He could be staring at it right now and have no idea. He's not going to draw it exactly. It, it, it doesn't matter. You want it by memory. That's not the point. All right. That's not you the point. You can't trust Neil to do anything. Wow. It's, I'm at that point. Do we want to get his mother on the phone and ask what else he cheats at? <laughs> no one can have a girlfriend. Wow. Wow. Cheater. What Finally, a, science has confirmed. I'm gonna kill your dog. <laughs> science has confirmed that size does matter. Men with smaller penises are less likely to be fertile. The less fertile you are, the smaller it is. Why would you put this story in? Because well, it's fun. You know what? Why is this? Is this too blue for ESPN? I'm gonna call my wife and see if she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go to break. So Thank you're you. not very fertile? No, how do I? I got two kids. Out of how many tries? <laughs> Just the two. <laughs> that's all wow. I get. That's all I get. I'm 100%. Wow. All right. That's it for So What. Brought to you by Wildcat Sports Pub and Camillus. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. It does it. it, it. What do you got? Uh, this hour of... The Daniel Baldwin Show, brought to you by Baldwinsville General Dentistry. Go to sleepwellbeville.com. Hello. Get your teeth fixed. I'm, I'm recovering. I'm recovering from that, from those reads I just listened to. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it. I'm just recovering. Uh, so it's Monday Night Football tonight. Right. Saints, Redskins. Right, should I look first or should we make a pick first? No, I think you should look. look. You should look at what's going on behind you here. Now it is the... Saints logo drawn. It's the older Saints logo, right? Yeah. Well, it's, well, you guys gave him the simple Saint thing. We should have given him like. No, you know, I gave. No, one, he didn't. He gave I him g- a difficult one. I gave him one where the Saints logo was inside the state of Louisiana, and for some reason, it now looks like the Saints are in a it's puddle of, of urine, urine, like it wet itself. <laughs> yeah, it the Saints like, logo it, is supposed to be in the state. Looks like a flower floating, budding out of a yellow river. He did a pretty good Saints. He did. Uh, that part's good. The floor there. Yeah. Um. Weird. Um, so, which did you cheat on? Which did you have to look at? You had to look at that one? The Redskins. And and so, um, the Kermit the Frog. I was going to say, it's a, it's a very know. Muppet face. It is very. On, that when I drew this, that's why I cheated. I'd like to apologize to all of our Native American listeners <laughs> yeah. for what he has done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, instead of the orange man, we could be the pink man. Is that supposed to be, again, red? I don't get on all days Indigenous Peoples Day. He does this. On okay, so all I got I got to get up and look at something really quick. I got to get up while you guys you guys get, just let me see the red. Let me see the red. Daniel Baldwin is where's the red? Okay. Are you know. going to actually embellish his artwork? Yeah, no, I'm. Well, I'm going to touch touch it up in one spot. I just want to see. So okay, that's, here's that's the marker. That's the red I use. That's the red. That's the red you use. Mm -hmm. Do you know who? Do you know who the the red skin logo looks like out of the Muppets? Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle, you're right. <laughs> oh, I'm Sam the Eagle. God so bless I'm looking, I'm looking at this red. I want to see the comparison because this obviously is a darker. Mm -hmm. Let's just see. This appears to be pink to me. It looks too pink to you. So he's going to check to see. Neil, can I see, please? Back up. Thank you. So there's that. Now, while you cheat, yes. do this. Couldn't you just take the wider thing and go. He's trying to show them how to. Yeah, he doesn't actually color in his. He drawings. just kind of scribbles. He kind of scribbles like. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm you, trying you, to conserve you do this, ink. You do this. I did my homework on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, you on the right in. that in and take yeah. your time here. You've got 15, 20. Here, how about on, on, Mike? Quit, quit half-assing everything you do, Neil. You're not. In, you're not in a contest. So how'd the Bills game go this weekend? Oh. Tell they me won. what happened. They won. Tell me what happened with Neil. Oh, the broadcast Tell me what that doesn't. What happened? Oh, Neil screwed up the broadcast. <laughs> like the first two minutes. I know. I know what's going on with that though. Do we need to get like a? You want another Joe Styles own class? Are you good with it yet? No. It was get first... on the mic, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> it was my first time doing a Bills game by myself. I made one mistake, and I learned from it. You got to understand. But, like something. one mistake on every broadcast is not good. <laughs> He's getting there. Don't, Neil, don't be upset. No, I know. Don't be upset. No, no, no. I'm listen, not upset. listen, listen. Here's the heat I get. Here's the heat I get. You're one of our guys. I know. You're one of our guys. I know. You're under that protected umbrella, but when you rip gaping holes in the umbrella and the water comes <laughs> pouring through, yeah. I get wet. That's not good. So yeah. while Paulie comes to me, because Paulie hears it from the great one, you got to understand something. The great one has all this down. The great Ed Levine sees all. He's the great Oz. I know. So, and he's been doing this for like nine decades or something now. So he, there's very little margin for error when he comes to Paulie and then Paulie comes to me and goes, I got another, I got to get you on this. What can I do? I feel like I'm failing you. I feel like as your father, <laughs> as oh, your father a, here, father. as that's, your father here. That explains I, why he's there something I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not. Yeah, um, everybody but, but, knows. But but there's uh, there is the, this feeling of responsibility as you're over at the morning show, uh, the parrot show, and I turn around and I say, no, we got to keep this guy. And then I see your knowledge of sports and everything, which is very valuable to me. And so I say, let's get him over here. He wants to be in sports. But you can't screw this up. So how can I, as your as your father figure here, as your mentor, how can I help you be more successful because I take responsibility for it. I feel like I'm failing you. You're, you're not. Fa it's not your fault. They're my mistakes. They're my fault. But I learned from my mistakes. I haven't made the same mistakes again that but I made the, previously. But all the broadcasts are the same, no matter where you are. That's no, I know. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't say I gave up th three walks and three home runs against the Yankees, but I didn't do that against Milwaukee yet. You know what I mean? And then turn around and throw three dingers to Milwaukee. We got to get this consistent. So it will be. All right. All right. I'm feeling you.
I'm feeling it, baby. You want to go to break again really quick and we'll come back, or are we just going to ride the show through? Uh, no, we got to take a quick break, come back, and we'll uh, end it. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. This hour of the Daniel Baldwin Show is brought to you by Cam's Pizzeria. Go get a chicken bacon ranch pizza. Love it. That chicken ranch is pretty deadly. We haven't seen. I love this song. Is it great? Level 42. On my phone. I play it in the car, and no matter what, I play it. And Robin starts rocking out like totally hot. Rock show. Best. Yeah, but... <laughs> just how to sing for the last yeah, two minutes. I'm, I'm we got one it. minute. So. Okay, so uh, we can come back and do another rock. We should go on Josh's show and sing. No, thanks. Wow. Who are you fighting with on Twitter right now? Uh, I've got, uh, let's see, this guy's name. He writes, uh, uh, all siblings have tried. Now step aside. People are quatrating me. <laughs> they quatrating me. All right, let's hear this. Yeah, so uh, let's see. What has he got? Uh, this guy's name is Stark One. And uh, he says, uh, all siblings have tried. Now it's time you all step aside. You don't want any more Baldwin dander. The next prognosticator should be Xander. The Great One <laughs> has spoken. It's a good so, one. I like that. So, actually, he spells Xander's wrong, wrong. It's with an X. So, look, it's nice to see them trying. It really is. It's nice to see them trying. Um, but we're not going anywhere. We're not going to budge on this. Um, He's demanding Alec or nothing this Friday. Well, he has planted the seed for that. Um, I'm... Uh, I think that uh, uh, we go back on, if we win tonight, mm-hmm. we tie him. So in accordance with the rules, see, look, like I said, if he had said, hey, we're not doing this with Beth, but he took Beth's picks. Right. So if he took Beth's picks, we're in the game now. Mm-hmm. Will Beth be doing it the same way? No, with, I think. Hottest okay, quarterbacks? No, I think we have, to, we have to ask Beth if she wants to come. Like each week, it's something even more ridiculous. How about their butts? A picture of their butts. Who's got the nicest butt? I think that's a, we'd have to go quarterback's butt or running back's yeah. butt or quarterback um, butt. <laughs> quarterback. Yeah, we could we could go we could go deep on this one too. You know, <laughs> we could. I like that Josh is such a child. That he, <laughs> quarterback butt. <laughs> All right, got we gotta him. go. All, All right, right. Uh, big show tomorrow. We'll have the Josh in that actually knows sports from the Daily Orange. And I won't be here. So. Well, I got to pick his brain about where we go from here. I mean, a week off, but we just we have to come up with some different defensive schemes to stop the run, obviously. 